You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 101. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And thank you so, so much for joining me today. And for those of you listening who celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a very, very Merry Christmas. Now, if you know me personally, you probably also know that It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite holiday movies. And so I hope that your holidays are infused with the same spirit of Christmas that was in that movie. So when this podcast is published, when it's first available, it will be the last week of December 2021. And I know that there are a lot of people right now trying to decide on what weight loss program they're going to try come January after the holidays. And while I'm a big fan of not shooting on ourselves, <laughs> I do believe that there is such a thing as the right weight loss program, as in good or bad, where we are making a judgment. Now, if you have actually tried other weight loss programs before and you've succeeded and you've kept the weight off, then I'm super happy for you. But I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of folks who have tried to lose weight have struggled. They have lost weight only to regain it. And yet, because the promise of that program is, if you use this program, if you do the work, then you'll lose the weight. When we regain the weight, oftentimes we look to ourselves. We blame ourselves that somehow we didn't do it right or that it's the wrong program. So here, what I'm going to propose is that looking for the quote, best diet is actually the mistake that you're making. And because you still keep looking for the best diet or you're going on some search engine and typing in how to lose 20 pounds in 30 days or how to lose weight fast or some variation of that. That thought process of looking for the best diet is keeping you on the weight loss roller coaster. And it sucks because what ends up happening is we experience a lot of frustration and disappointment. And with all the information that's out there about how to lose weight, when we approach it this way, there's always a really good chance for that feeling of overwhelm. Like, where in the world do I start? There's so much out there. Where's the best place for me to start? And if you have been stuck on this roller coaster or the struggle bus, whatever you want to call it, and you have tried various programs or joined a gym, it means that you have spent money. I don't even know how much money you've spent, but chances are 
you spent money and you feel like because you've regained the weight, it's, it's as if you've wasted that money. It's like you threw it out the window. And when we do this yo-yo dieting, there's the emotional toll it takes, that frustration and disappointment. And then there are physical health consequences as well. So when you regain the weight and then you get desperate and you try some quick fix diets and you haven't focused your efforts on, well, let me get educated on what it would mean to nourish my body, to take care of my body and how might it respond. If it's just about counting calories or tracking points or even just portion control, a lot of times, if we're still eating foods that include a lot of added sugar, refined sugar and flour, then there are also health consequences too. When we look across the board, the rate of type 2 diabetes has increased. When you look at things like orthopedic issues, the incidence of knee and back pain have increased as well. High blood pressure has increased. So a lot more people are taking medication of some kind, whether it's for pain or cholesterol or blood pressure. So the ripple effect is what? Well, we've got rising healthcare costs, which I, I know there's a number of things that are contributing to that. But certainly all the chronic diseases that are a result of both our sedentary lifestyle and our food choices isn't helping. I think that's fair to say. And then when you look at the population, when you look at the baby boomers, and then my generation where we're over 50 now, the cumulative effect of those lifestyle choices mean that we may not be aging optimally. We are not going to get the benefit of compressed morbidity that's described in Atul Gwandi's book, Being Mortal. So for those of you who aren't familiar with this term, compressed morbidity is really what we want at the end of life. There's a story of a woman who was 92, ran the New York Marathon, fell at the 20-some mile marker, hit her head, got back up, finished the race, and the next day was even featured on the Today Show. And then that afternoon, wasn't feeling well, went to take a nap in her hotel room, and ended up passing away then. It's this idea of being able to live well for as long as you can, doing what you want and what you love, and then passing away quickly without suffering and without lingering. Like if you could choose how you die, that's what you would want. So what am I saying? In a nutshell, I'm saying that diets don't work. And let me be clear, when I say diet, there are a few definitions of it. The one where we're talking about food and drink that's regularly consumed, that would be like the Mediterranean diet or paleo, all right? So another definition of diet is habitual nourishment, okay? Those are all about 
what you regularly eat as part of your diet. Okay. The second definition of diet is a regimen of eating and drinking sparingly so as to reduce one's weight. So that's more about going on a diet. That's the one I'm referring to. And then there's a third category, which is the kind and amount of food prescribed for a person or an, or an animal for a special reason. So actually the DASH diet would be an example of that, right? Where it's about low sodium. Ketogenic diet was originally formulated for children with epilepsy. And that's one where there's either no carbs or very, very low carbs. Okay. So the definition of diet here that I'm referring to is the one whose purpose, the intention is to reduce one's weight. Okay. So this would include things like Atkins, Noom, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, even Jumpstart MD. And then for more extreme quick fixes, we've got pills and then we've got surgeries like the sleeve and gastric bypass. So let me tell you why these particular programs don't work. And again, I'm saying they don't work for the vast majority of people. Again, if you've had success with them, I think that's awesome. Okay, but these programs really are about focusing on, I want you to do this to lose the weight. And you're only doing, quote, this while you're trying to lose weight. So it takes the form of eat this, don't eat that. Eat the food from this meal program, don't eat that. Avoid bad carbs, right? All of that stuff. So these programs, or more accurately, the people responsible for the marketing of these programs, understand and play to human nature. We like certainty. We like predictability. So part of the marketing that they use, the promise that they have is, if you do this, if you follow our program, then you'll get that. You'll get the weight loss. And usually it will also say in this amount of time. With the caveat that results may vary. And then just like when we buy a stock or real estate, when you invest time and money, you expect a return. So these programs really focus on the outcomes, the results that we want. I totally get it. But it's also setting us up for believing that happiness is all about reaching the destination and not the journey. There's nothing about falling in love with the process to make it sustainable. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. We can't control the outcome. We can only create the conditions. We get to control the behavior, the actions that we take, not the outcomes. If we try to control the outcomes, that's called manipulation. This is what wrestlers and boxers do all the time so that they can fight in a particular weight class. So 
What else? By focusing on the outcome, it would be like when you buy a stock or real estate. You expect that stock to appreciate, and the faster you can make a return on investment, the better. But again, this is all about outcome. Now, what I'm describing is all well and good. If you can get that outcome, great. The question is, is it sustainable? And the answer is usually no. And why is that? Well, when you think about losing weight, I've talked about the roller coaster, as in if you were to track the number on the scale. But when you think about losing weight, what kind of emotions do you experience as well? So, if you have a history of dieting, then chances are you're hopeful in the beginning. Maybe you say to yourself, "Please let this be the one that finally works." Sound familiar? So you place all of your hope. In this program, and then when it doesn't work, what happens? You blame yourself instead of the program, right? Seriously, how many times has this happened where you wind up saying to yourself, "What's wrong with me? Why can't I stick with this? Or why can't I stay on track?" Instead of looking at the program and seeing it for what it is, unsustainable. Okay. What else? There's a lot of putting foods in categories of good and bad, and as a result of that, <laughs> what happens? How about feeling miserable as you slog through the program, thinking, "I just need to drop these thirty pounds, and then I'll be happy." So it's this miserable feeling of connecting. Our happiness to our weight, or how our clothes fit, or how we look in the mirror. So, what other thoughts and feelings come up for you when you think about diets and weight loss? How about it's also stressful, right? So, when you think about dieting, and you think about having to count points, or cook new recipes, or Focus on lots of planning and resisting all those foods that are on the 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 no fly list, right? You add that to your busy schedule, and it's no wonder the next emotion of being sneaky or conniving comes in, and that's when you start rationalizing cheat meals or cheat days. And you tell yourself you're cheating on the diet, or when you're sneaking food, it's like you're trying to eat behind your back. <laughs> But you really can't do that. Like the food, the, those calories, especially if you're binging, will show up. And then what happens? We get frustrated because we start a diet. We want that. Immediate gratification of quick results, but the scale moves really slowly, or we lose the weight only to gain it back and then some. 
right? That frustration and disappointment. So what I want to do today for the remainder of this episode is provide you with a framework for deciding what the right program is for you. It's important to have clear criteria when you're selecting. So this is one of the few occasions you're going to hear me say should. Okay. And look, in life, there are times when we should and should not do things. There is definitely a difference between right and wrong. And when you do something wrong to feel guilty. But when it comes to food, eating chips or ice cream is not one of those. Okay. As a matter of fact, unless you kill the farmer or the chef, there should be no guilt about your eating choices. And that's a quote from Evelyn Triboli, who is the co-founder of Intuitive Eating. <laughs> right? So when we're talking about selecting the, the right weight loss program, you want to choose one that has the right strategy, systems, and support. And by right, I mean that they align with your long-term goals as opposed to being ineffective for the long-term. So when we're talking about creating a healthy lifestyle where lasting weight loss is a natural byproduct, we have to focus on creating healthy habits. And the habits that we're choosing are going to be ones that we can see ourselves doing for the rest of our life, that we want to have as part of our life. So when you're looking for programs, I want you to look for programs that address four different things. The structure, the behaviors, the skills, and then the identity. When you look at habits, you need all four of these. So let me unpack each one of these for you. A lot of weight loss programs address changes to our environment, especially fitness challenges that are offered by health clubs and gyms. And I am definitely a big supporter of the idea that structure can drive behavior. So things like cleaning out your pantry or signing up for a meal kit or putting your running shoes next to your door. And for some folks, this can be enough, but not for most. Okay, so then there are some programs that focus on changing your behavior, as in, what you're going to eat. So eat this, don't eat this, eat our meal plan, whatever it happens to be. And they might talk a little bit about what healthy habits look like. And then there are other programs where you might actually learn some new skills. You might learn about the kinds of foods you want to be eating. What's considered nutritious? The difference between a simple carb and a complex carb or saturated versus unsaturated fat. Foods that are good sources of calcium or good sources of protein, those kinds of things. And you may, with recipes, even hone your cooking skills. But very, very few of them actually focus on identity-based habits. So this is about doing thought work. There are some, there are some out there that do. But again, most of them don't. So, as an example, inside Moxie Club, the strategy that we use has three pillars. Number one, we focus on creating 
five fundamental habits for lasting weight loss, along with three additional ones. So the magic eight that really help to create a happy and healthy life, a meaningful life. And of course, we also explain why those fundamental five. So there's definitely some teaching around nutrition and sleep and the science of stress and willpower, stuff like that. Pillar number two is all about listening to our body. And here we draw a lot from the principles that you'll find inside intuitive eating. And then pillar number three is focused on managing our mind. And this draws on cognitive behavioral therapy. So managing our mind does that thought work, creating those identity-based habits that I was talking about. And this is also where using the TLC method, the learning cycle method, and applying the abundance principle really comes into play to help stay motivated. And then when I say systems, we're talking about making it easy to take action consistently. So think, what what can you do to set things up to happen automatically? So in your personal life, you probably have certain bills set on auto payment. But there's always a trigger for that payment. When we look at habits inside Moxie Club, we identify what those triggers are so that we can set off that automation process. And that really is the beauty and brilliance of focusing on habits. That's why we spend the time and invest in creating them. And then you want to make sure that there's support as well. And inside Moxie Club, we've got our private community as well as coaching. And this helps not only with crowdsourcing ideas and accountability, but also with uncovering and identifying blind spots, and then also helping you with reframing thoughts that don't serve you into ones that do. So when you approach weight loss this way, with the right strategy, systems, and support, then you really get to focus on creating identity-based habits that are sustainable and move you that much closer to your long-term goals. And here's the best part. You've heard the expression that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. When we approach weight loss using this three-pronged approach, these identity-based habits, then the path you take tends to be much straighter as opposed to that roller coaster that you've been on. And when you focus on taking daily action and creating habits this way, you get to focus on becoming the person you want to be and living the life you want. Alrighty, so now that I've got you all motivated to create these wonderful identity-based healthy habits. I want to make sure you remember to sign up for my free masterclass. It's a three-part training on making healthy habits stick. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, what you need to know is that 
the three dates that you're going to want to save on your calendar are Sunday, January 2nd from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 4 to 5 Eastern Time. Tuesday, January 4th, 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And then Thursday, January 6th, 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 9 Eastern. And what we'll be doing is in part one, we'll be really talking about the best strategy. I'm going to go into a lot of detail here and we'll have some exercises as well. Part two is all around creating your plan. And then part three is implementing systems. So to sign up for this free three-part training, it is a free masterclass. You can go to moxie-club.com slash new year all lowercase one word. Seriously, if you would like to make 2022 the year you actually keep your New Year's resolutions, I would love to show you how. And by the end of this live three-part training that starts on January 2nd, you will walk away with our complete roadmap. This is a blueprint you can use. It's going to include the fundamental five for lasting weight loss and the three core principles of lasting change. I'm going to be unpacking all of it. We'll be workshopping. There'll be exercises, all kinds of good stuff. All right. So again, to sign up, it's moxie-club.com slash new year. All righty. So to recap, when you're evaluating programs, you're looking for programs that address things at a structural level, at a behavior level, at a skill level, and then at an identity level. That's how you're going to get those habits that stick so that lasting weight loss can be easy and inevitable. And one last time, to sign up for the free masterclass, Making Healthy Habits Stick, you want to go to moxie-club.com forward slash new year. I can't wait to see you there. Alrighty, so I'm going to wrap up today's podcast with a quote by Sean Acor. You have to train your brain to be positive just like you work out your body. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Thank you.